Greetings, greetings, everybody. My name is Nosipo Tandazani Zulu. Welcome to the Soulful Talks. Happy, happy Sunday. I hope you guys are keeping well and you're still keeping safe, keeping the social distancing and sanitizing. Guys, Corona is still around. Happy, happy Sunday to you. We're still continuing with our topic on um, the journey of becoming. So today we have a very exciting guest. Her name is Norman Langoya, and we're just going to let her to introduce herself after we have introduced the whole show for today. You know where to find us. Our WhatsApp number is 065-615-6641. You can just share your testimony. You can share any suggestions that you'd like us to bring up on the show and on our Facebook, where Empowerment Podcast, our Instagram, we are empowerment underscore podcast hello hi uh, welcome 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 to soulful talks as Tanazani has mentioned that we are continuing with our topic of journey to becoming i am nogbongwa miss brian kabela and today uh, we have a guest and and i just want to share a quote before we continue it says life is a journey not a destination a worthy life is a journey of adventure discovery and service to others and that is by Dr. Paul T. Wong. So we have a guest as we said. Um, Namanja, please kindly introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who you are, what do you do, what are your beliefs, what are your passions. We'd like to hear from you. Hello everyone. Um, I'm Nomanja Ngoya. I am doing my PhD in medicinal chemistry at UKZN. Uh, I am a 28-year-old and I am the founder of a company called DKM Group. Uh, DKM Group is a detergent manufacturing company. We also make uh, cosmetics. We also work with traditional healers to repackage and refine traditional medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a very passionate um, young woman. And I am driven by my love of independence and fear of mediocrity. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, Let's jump right into our second question, which is um, that I saw on Tandazani statuses, you guys had a launch. Uh, You recently uh, hosted the opening of the DKM Group Plant Facilities. Tell us, how did that go? How did you feel seeing the manifestation of all that happening? How was it like? Uh, The launch went very well. And um, it actually exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was actually surprised by all the guests who attended the event. I had people from the mayor's office, from the business unit. Wow. I had the MEC there. I had reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was actually a surprise for me as well. And considering that I actually planned the whole event in two weeks, I loved the turnout. Mm. Um, I really do feel good about it. And um, it has, it has been overwhelming for me. Mm. Um, The the responses from the people. um, And I, I don't have a child yet. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, this is how a mother feels when her baby eventually starts walking after mm-hmm. trying 
a couple of times to walk and they keep up falling and then eventually they actually get it right. I think that's the kind of excitement I have right now. Mm. Sure. Wow, this is so inspiring. Mm. Um, one of the questions I'd like to ask, maybe many, many of our listeners are willing to, to hear, is that um, have you always, like being a professional uh, chemist or scientist, do you always desire, had a desire to branch out to, into business? And how did like the whole journey end up to where it is today? Like from being a profession, uh, professional person that you are in your field, like how did you end up in business? Can you just take us through the whole journey of blending the two? Okay, to be honest, I never imagined that I would be a business uh, woman. Um, when I went to university, I started when I was 18 years and I was like, I'll be done with my degree in three years time and I will be working. I'll be married by the age of 25. I will have kids. Um, so I just never thought of entrepreneurship. Until I actually went for a um, internship in 20, I think it was 2015. Yes, it was 2015. And I don't want to be, I don't want to lie. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it at all. I love the paycheck, but I didn't like the internship at all. Um, I didn't like that thing of going to work and doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the first time I actually understood why some of my friends would tell me that uh, today I went to work in the morning, I left my coat on the chair so the boss would think I'm around. And then I left the office and did my own things because I actually I, I actually understood that it, it, it just doesn't work. I don't think any person was, okay, maybe some people were meant to do that, but I, I found it very depressing mm. and uh, at some point I was actually admitted for depression because it was just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. And it was even worse uh, mm. for me as a chemist. In chemistry, uh, research is about experimenting. You are doing new things that have never been done before. So um, I kept on trying these experiments. They were not working every single day. I woke up for three months and none of the experiments worked. So while I was in uh, hospital, mm. I uh, my, my 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 psychiatrist gave me a task to switch off my phone, and she said she wants me to actually see if people will notice that I'm not around. That was a very hard exercise. Only mm. uh, in my phone, I've got like two thousand contacts, mm. and only. Less than 10 people actually called and asked me, uh, where did I disappear to? So uh, when I learned about, when I um, saw the purpose of that exercise, Mm. it was then I decided to actually invest in myself and start a company. Mm. Um, So when I left hospital, I joined a a chemical cluster in Durban called um, the Durban Chemical Cluster. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was introduced into the the, the chemical business, how I can start 
my own business as a chemist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also a, a demonstrator at UKZN. At that time, I was paid 1,200 rand. Mm-hmm. So I took that 1,200 rand and I made a, a 25 liter of dishwashing liquid. Um, so I started with selling dishwashing liquid. And part of my reason of Uh, for for starting uh, the detergent business was because I grew up in a in, in a rural area in Ibula. Uh, in Bulwa, we use the green basso for everything. We use mm. it for washing dishes, for cleaning the floor, mm. washing clothes, for everything basically. And on some days, when you can't find the one that you use for washing dishes, you just grab the one that you use for washing. And um, we thought that. That was just okay. It is the same bar soap, but I saw that was that 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 was actually very unhygienic. Mm. So my way to give back to my community was to make products that are affordable and of good quality. And um, I'm proud to say some of them have actually changed. They don't use the the, the green bar soap uh, for everything. Mm-hmm. And then um, DM to what it is today. I'm not sure if you guys actually want me to go into details of um, the whole journey. Yeah, you can briefly take us through it. Okay. Um, so um, I started in uh, 2016, uh, but... Um, I started off as Lamini Chemicals. Um, I, I I tried this thing of partner, partnering with certain people, mm-hmm. but it didn't work. For me. And then um, in 2017, I registered DCM Group, uh, where I am the only shareholder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I later invested fifty thousand from mm-hmm. my scholarship. Um, I worked at home for quite some time uh, using my mom's veranda. Mm. I later decided to move to a flat with a lounge, but I didn't buy furniture because I had a plan of using the lounge as my factory. I mm. then grew uh, and had a, a factory in Edendale mm-hmm. in um, 2019. And then uh, this year... I eventually opened my own factory and uh, at the moment our products are available at spa Selgo Center Spa, Lago Center Spa mm-hmm. and City Square Spa. Oh, congratulations wow. on your journey. It has been difficult but beautiful. Um I saw a quote that says difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations and from from that mm. I deduce that if the destination is not beautiful then keep on journeying because the the the, the destination is beautiful. You know the promised land is of milk and honey. Congratulations on that. You are such um an inspiring and hard working woman. Uh, Please do tell us um, what are some of the challenges and downfalls that you've uh, uh, encountered, you know, from this journey of becoming the person that you are today. Um, first things first is financing the business. Mm. Mm. I have tried a couple of times to apply for funding. I have applied for grants. Uh, with some of the grants, I applied two or three three times, but I didn't get any funding. Um, but 
one thing I've I've actually used to comfort myself over the years is that it would be easier for a person to actually invest in my business if they mm-hmm. saw that I also invested in my business. Mm. So that's why I put my own money into the business mm-hmm. um, and it kept on growing until uh, private investors actually saw that I'm passionate about what I'm doing and I am willing to put in my own money to make sure that um, I see my dream through. Mm. Um DKM is funded by angel investors. Um, it is we don't have any government funding. It is just private investors. Mm-hmm. So having a person who is a, a a CEO of a certain company who just believe believes in uh, this upcoming entrepreneur mm-hmm. means a lot to me. Uh, and considering the fact that he actually took his own personal funds that he has worked for for years and mm. uh, invested them in DKM, um, it, it's it's actually something very huge uh, for me mm. to have somebody who believes in me so much. Mm. Um, and then another challenge uh, has been penetrating the market. As you know, we have got um, big players in the industry. We've got uh, brands that are that have been known for years. Um, so at times, when you when you go and sell people the brand, and then they will ask you if this particular product is exactly the same as your competitors' uh, product. Um, it, 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 it's very it's, it's very difficult. And mm-hmm. I remember when I started selling the product. I would go to people's houses. I used to go door to door. Mm-hmm. And then when I sell them the products, they would tell me that I should leave the product. They're not going to pay for, for it um, until they have tried it. So after sure. trying a couple of people and all the people were saying the same thing. So eventually I just gave in to credit. So I kept on leaving my product and people were trying it. And... Um, People were giving me comments. Mm. They love the product. Mm. And then they promised to pay at the end of the month. And then it was the same thing over and over again. And some of them haven't paid me till today. And sure. in total, the, the, the amount of money that people owe me is 13,000 rand. What? Oh my goodness. Let's yeah. go after these people. <laughs> 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 so that has been a, 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 another challenge um, mm. in um, this the, this business. And then another thing is um, that goes hand in hand with penetrating the ma- the market is SABS accreditation. So when most people start this kind of business, they think um, I'll go and apply for tenders. Mm. Um, I'll go and supply schools. I'll supply hospitals. And they think all big until somebody asks them for their SABS uh, certificate. Mm. Now, SABS is no child's pay. Um, I recently pay, I, I recently paid for sanitizers and um, disinfection chemicals. Mm. And just for for those two samples, I paid thirty five thousand rand. I made a quotation for six other products. Uh, mind you, in total, I've got twenty five products. Mm. So for these six products, 
they said it's going to be 250,000 rand. So can you imagine as a small business and you go knocking and then people ask you for your SABS accreditation mm-hmm. only to find that per certificate you have to pay more than 20,000 20, rand. You don't even have funding. Mm-hmm. How are you going to pay? Mm-hmm. So that has been a major, major challenge. Sure. I feel like those are the things that are not really shared daily. So that's mm. the reason why we ask like different challenges that people go through in their journey of becoming. Thank you so much for being honest and sharing your own truth. The next question will be, um, I know that you're in academia as well, like you're a PhD candidate and you're also a business person, like an entrepreneur who's doing so well. Congratulations, Namandla, for everything that you've done and you've mm. achieved and you've accomplished. You've, you've, you're like you're doing so great and Mm -hmm. what i'd like to ask is that doesn't your business side take some time from your school side like how do you find balance of both because um you're basically existing in both places like academia and also in business well it is not balancing at all uh the the school side is actually suffering um Mm. You know, as uh, black business owners, we are uh, are criticized for small mistakes. If a a black business owner arrives late for a delivery, then um, all of us are just bad at service deliveries, Mm -hmm. bad business. I mean, black businesses don't deliver on time, you know. So I am constantly trying to, to... to be on time to make sure that the orders are delivered on time so when an order comes through i literally just drop everything you know so sometimes i don't i I don't go to school for like three days and a phd requires you to be in the in the lab doing experimental work for you to actually finish the work um I was supposed to complete my PhD last year in June. Uh, Okay, due to COVID, I couldn't do my experiments, but I am still struggling to finish. Uh, So I am actually in my fourth year. I am still not done. And to be honest, I don't see myself finishing in June again because um, of business. And because I don't want to be employed after this i just feel that if opportunities come through for me to to make sure that by the time i'm done with my phd i don't have to go looking for a job i just grab every opportunity um but let's just say eventually it will work but um business requires you to be there like more than 15 hours a day you know, um, being a, being an employee, employee just means that you have to be at work from 9 until 5. And then if you want to, you can work after hours. But if you don't want to, then um, it's okay. But when it comes to business, like the minimum amount of hours you work per day is like 15 hours. On some days, I work up to 20 hours. But I think it's just part of the process. Sure, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, I saw this other quotes, guys. You know, me and quotes. I don't know. It says, "If you get tired, 
learn to rest and not quit and i think it's 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 such a beautiful thing that you are sharing with us the rawness of what you go through you know what i mean and and from that um i think even the listeners will be empowered to say this is not really a, a whole rosy journey you know it has thorns here and there but the, the the main thing is that you have a goal and you want to press on to to what you want to achieve you know what i mean um and please do share for us uh tips for young entrepreneurs that um you know that are in this field and you know that are inspiring um and that want to achieve you know what they want to achieve as well in their own field um please do share a little bit tips here and there for them as well i know they are listening to this and they would like to hear from you what you would share okay i always say that um if there is something i'm willing to bid on it is myself Mm. and um for me that means that as long as i wake up every day and i want to push every day it doesn't matter who rejects my product. Mm. It doesn't matter who criticizes my business. But if I am still willing to push, if I don't give up on myself, then I will keep on pushing. And another thing, they usually say that entrepreneurship is a very lonely journey. I would like to say that it doesn't have to be lonely. Um, I've had a privilege of being part of um, certain groups uh, where we get together as entrepreneurs, where we are mentored as Mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurs. And uh, that is very, that is very, I don't want to say relaxing. Okay, maybe I can say it it, it calms you. Having to talk to someone Mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, I also have a negative balance, but I keep on pushing. Mm. You know? It's not that you are happy that someone else also has a negative balance, but it is knowing that being entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur, doesn't mean that you just have a million in your account tomorrow. It means right. that you have to keep on pushing until you get to that million, and it, it and it is not just going to happen it is going to happen over time and it all depends on how much you push and then um another thing is the funding uh thing so most people are at home not starting their own businesses because uh they are frustrated they've been applying for funding for a very long time and they think that it is just not going to happen without funding so today i'd like to say to you that a business actually starts with identifying a problem and then you sell a solution. You don't even have to have a product. If you just go to people and tell them that, no, stop using that uh, green bar soap. I have a dishwashing liquid for you that you can use. And you can have a picture of, you can get a graphic designer to design, uh, to, to do a product design for you and you go and tell people that you have the product, but you just have a, a, a design. And then you go around selling a solution to the people. And then you can even go as far as asking people to pay for, uh, to, I mean, to pay deposits for the product. And then you can use that as your capital to start your business. But you you really don't need 
to be applying for 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 millions from government uh for you to actually start your business you just mm. start with a problem and then you sell a solution to the people and then everything will just fall in place along the way and then na- another thing is um just start with what you have mm. and it will be easier for people to believe in you if they actually see that you are willing to invest your time you are willing mm. to invest your resources you are willing to invest your money imagine going to government and asking them to fund you for a farm um and you need 5 million for the farm but you don't even have a garden you don't have anything to prove that i can actually mm-hmm. grow vegetables mm-hmm. so i would say start with what you have and believe in yourself Sure. A journey of a thousand wow. miles takes one step. It begins with one step indeed. Wow. Very Thank true. you so much. Yo, this is so deep. Uh, I really wish this conversation can never end, but unfortunately, we've come to the end of our show. Thank you so much, Nomanda, for sharing all the tips and sharing your journey, basically, of becoming the woman that you are. And I know that there's still more to come. I mean, like, God is opening many, many doors, and mm-hmm. I pray that your cup keeps on overflowing so that you keep on sharing and, um, uh, like, inspiring other people as well to keep on keeping on to start where they are to believe in themselves and to trust the process as well because we face different things or different issues and challenges along the way and they might just uh maybe encourage us to 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 give up just like that but the conversations or the uh inspirations and stories like this make us believe that we can thank you so much nomadla for coming through and i wish you nothing but the best Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much to our listeners. See you next week Sunday. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Love you.